If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Thanks for tuning in. Hope this finds you well. You're dry. It's about to rain again, Tom. All but guaranteeing we're going to be inside for practice today is what I would think. That T. Lang tree removal fund is uh, it's alive and well. The, um, the team getting back after it this afternoon, 4 o'clock. Media access is granted as usual ahead of the scrimmage this Saturday. I've not looked. We good for Saturday weather wise? Yeah, mixed bag. Um, it's so weird. I can. I always wonder what coaches are going to decide to do there. I mean, there are times, of course, you're going to play in inclement weather, but you're trying to get practices executed uh, and and technique, and there's a lot of teaching going on. Not always great. Um, to do when it's pouring rain. And so like, sometimes I wonder, do they decide, Hey, let's have an outdoor practice in the rain. Football's a game played in the elements. Got to, you know, see if we can execute there. Or do you decide, no, this is spring football. Let's figure out what we're doing here and make sure that everybody knows what they're doing. My guess is it's the latter again, and, and they'll go inside. And that's why you have an indoor practice facility, because generally speaking in Florida, if it's raining, it's also lightning. Well, I think also part of it is the the rain that we've had on the days that they've held the practices has been so heavy that you're probably doing more damage than good to the field itself, and you don't need to worry about doing damage to the field in the spring. Like that's, that's if we're going to cause ourselves a lot of yard work, let's do it in the <laughs> fall when we need it, and not right now. 
Knock on wood, things have gone really well up to this point in spring football from the standpoint, um, you know, for, from, for the standpoint of injury. And I, I hate, I, you know, I hesitate to even use the word, but, you know, everybody thinks it every spring. I mean, let's just be honest about this. Every spring you go into camp, you want to see guys grow. You want the camp with competition to be intense. You want to see, uh, players emerge, but you also hold your breath. I mean, you really do, because especially this Florida State football team, they've made incremental improvements to the roster. You've got more and more guys, I've said it ad nauseum, that look the part, but that is sprinkled throughout the 22, if you will, the starting 22. There's not a ton of guys that look the part beyond that group, either of the starting offense or starting defense. Once you get beyond that, and even there, there's some spots that are suspect. It's like your yard. Eh, I got some weeds over there. We got to get, get some, some, something sprinkled in over there. This ain't going to get it done. But for the most part, it's grass. It's starting to look like grass. We just don't have a lot to go around. Damn it. I hit Tatum Bethune with the roundup. <laughs> Hun, get the water. <laughs> no, Tatum. I'm so sorry. By the way, that's an impressive young man. We've talked a lot about him. He's had a, 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 an instant impact on this defense. He's the real deal. You know, they have done a good job, once again, identifying potential uh, and, and, and areas of upgrade through what I think is the transfer portal um, and, and, more importantly, the evaluation of the guys that enter it. Because you've got a choice of a lot of people to reach out to, and they don't miss that much. They've missed some. Out of sheer desperation, they've thrown some numbers at a problem before, and, and, and it hasn't paid off. But they haven't completely really – they haven't whiffed too many times. There are, a few, there are a few guys that have been of no use to you in the transfer portal that you brought in. But, but for the most part, they've done a good job of evaluation. If you take a look at the newcomers, both freshmen and transfers, the evaluation for this period of time to get kids in here for the spring – has been nearly a thousand in so, terms of the batting average. So when we talk about Norvell and his staff, the good and the bad and everything in between, um, they've got to be better at getting more yeses from more players out of high school recruiting. They got to win more of those battles. They have close them and understand whether right. they are going to close them or not. Right? Yes. They haven't. Yes. They haven't been elite recruiters. They are, however, I think, very good evaluators. So. If we can just up our game a little bit on the yeses from more of those kinds of players, I don't worry about who they're offering in terms of evaluating the player and what they'll be when they get here. You get them in here, they tend to look pretty good. They tend to look like guys that you're happy are here. And they've gotten some blue chippers, to use the old school term, but it's just a matter of having the awareness to know, is this kid actually going to say yes on, on the last day? The Hunter thing notwithstanding, there were some other examples where they felt very good about players that weren't the number one overall player in the class. And still, they were shocked to find that they weren't going to be the last one standing. So you've got to clean that up. That's got to get a lot better, and I've been angry about that and have made mention of it. I don't want to relitigate that. But, yeah, that's why I would say, hey, you're doing a good job of evaluating talent and, and, and extending offers to the right kinds of players. You're not always closing that deal the way we're going to need it done from here on out. Now, listen, a big part of this, and we all know it, we talk about it nonstop. It's the wild, wild west. It's a new era, and uh, you got to pay players to come. <laughs> That's what's going on. You got to have the NIL funds. It's got to be organized. You got to have a lot of people involved in that process that uh, are buttoned up, know what they're doing, 
And, uh, you know, listen, there, there are some, I guess, contests that you can't win. You're not equipped to win. Uh, but you got to win your fair share. And, um, you know, let's hope. Yeah, like the reports of it's the shock that, that leaves me as a fan or as an analyst of the situation saying, hey, hey, that's not good. There are times when there is a high pri- prized recruit, high-rated prized recruit, and a coaching staff feels good about what they've done, but they go into the day before the early signing period or the old school signing day thinking, we'll see. I don't know. If that's where you stand, fine. No problem. Mm-hmm. If you don't get them, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you are shocked in those offices and you have to turn around as the primary recruiter or the director of recruiting relations and then your chair has to swivel over to the head of the table at Mike and look him in the eye after you reported we're good, you don't want that. That's <laughs> That doesn't make for a good working environment no, for no, anybody. No, it doesn't. No, that is not good. I uh, would guess that there were some tense moments and that he was incensed. Um, it's an important year for a lot of people. Everybody points to Mike Norvell. Some guys on that staff. It's an important year. There's some guys on that staff that I'm shocked are still here. So by definition, it's a very important year. they got a stay of execution. Very important year. Um, and maybe it happens. Maybe it happens because one of those individuals is the guy that we're all rooting for. In theory, we're rooting for all those guys. But, you know, especially if you're a former Noel and, and, and you love this place and there's no questioning that. And uh, maybe now you're better equipped. You'll see some kids uh, emerge there. Uh, it's got to be a better day for those receivers uh, and these quarterbacks today. Let's, let's hope it is. It was not a good day on Tuesday. I would think they'll be sharp. I mean, that is such an outlier to the other six practices that we saw. They had the seventh was a scrimmage. But we saw six other pieces of evidence that would suggest, uh, I mean, that's who they are, not what we saw on Tuesday. So I would fully expect a much tighter practice today, even if it is confined to the IPF. Michael, we did shut you out. I said the answer was no. So you don't have to ask anymore. Your contribution was noted, and we appreciate it. Um, And the question was answered. Uh, so thank you. There you go. Woo! That's the second time that we've done that. Uh, but, but Hey, duly noted, duly noted. Uh, I would too like to interview, uh, Tatum Bethune. Thanks James, uh, for noting that, uh, you know, the interview with verse was a fun one. And, and, and I, Tatum Bethune spoke to us after Tuesday's practice. He's, uh, he's kind of a soft-spoken kid. Uh, one of the things about him, you can tell soft-spoken. Yes. Lacking confidence? No, no. He's he's a smart kid who who gets it and but doesn't like to talk about himself. He'd rather talk about a teammate. So it makes for an interesting interview. It makes for a tough interview, frankly. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, I think though, when he talks about areas where he's trying to improve, he has something in common with a lot of the guys they've brought in. When you think about the success stories in the transfer portal, where they, as we mentioned before successfully evaluated a player, thought this would be a good fit for him, convinced them of that, got them to say, yes, come here, and then not only come here but have success and elevate their stock and their status uh, within the NFL draft. We, I mean, obviously, the most celebrated of all of that is Jermaine Johnson. But one, one of the things that I've noticed is that those guys, having already accomplished something at the Power 5 level, so you've got good film on them, but they're hungry. Almost every one of the guys that have come here that you thought, oh, that was a good get, 
still had something to prove and were willing to talk about it. And you could see that they practiced hungry, they played hungry, they got better, they looked to you know improve certain skill sets. And Tatum Bethune, just to give you some context for this, he's he brought it up, you know, when he was talk when he was asked about what he does well. Uh, and he said, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a good football player. i got good instincts. I know how to play the position and all that. But I want to get better open field tackling. I uh, want to get better in space, that kind of thing. Um, it's it's cool to find kids that have the ability, obviously. you got That's part of the deal there. you got to find the right guys. But you got to find those guys who, who know, hey, i I got a chance to, to elevate. You know, i got a chance to get to where I go from probably a draft prospect to guaranteed first two rounds first three rounds, first round, because then you get a kid who's got a ton of experience and ability who's hungry and will set the tone for the room uh, because they, they've, they've garnered instant respect upon walking through the door if you've played big-time college football and amassed the numbers that somebody like Tatum Bethune has. I mean, UCF has been, frankly, a better program than Florida State over the last handful of years, unfortunately, and he was one of the best players on that defense. Not asking for a W's and L's here because that's premature. We, we could do that after the spring game, a nice uh, new refreshed version of W's and L's. But given what you've seen out of some of the key positions, going back to before the first practice, we were looking at receiver and defensive end and linebacker too. Mm-hmm. Looks like we found some answers at each one of those positions, like good ones. Not, oh, okay, that's serviceable. Like, oh, well, that could work. That really could work. I agree. Does that change your outlook before we ever do a formal W's and L's? Do you feel a little bit more bullish? Like it's a strong seven and five, not a we need to get lucky to finish seven and five, and anything like that after what? Because to me, the evidence is mounting that says, man, if you put a bell curve, maybe eight's in the middle. Eight could very well be in the middle. Schedule's tough, Tom, and um, they. Uh, what is it? The vet quarterbacks? Yeah, man, veteran quarterbacks. Uh, LSU. I mean, you got listen. It's a tough schedule. You, you a road Friday night game against Louisville. We another veteran quarterback who torched us. Um, you get uh, Jerkovich or whatever back from Boston College, and 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 he, you know, listen, we should win that game yeah, here. We tattooed them. Yeah, but we should win that. Well, yeah, but I mean, there were officials were worth fifteen. 20 I was points. about to say there were moments. Uh, another veteran quarterback in Wake Forest. They dropped a big number on us. NC State on the road. Another very talented veteran quarterback. I mean, you can go on down the list. You don't get too many reprieves. Miami down in Miami with a talented quarterback, uh, obviously. Georgia Tech here, you should be all right. Uh, but, you know, again, Syracuse is not a great team, but that's on the road. Quarterback that lit us up. I mean, I feel much more equipped to handle many of those quarterbacks with what I've seen so far, balance-wise, across the defense. I don't know that there's a whole, like, deep shots down the field against our corners. Feel better about that already? I know I do. I do. I'll ask you this question, though, because when you're talking about does that amount to a win total shift, you, you got to go back to the game we like to play where we look at percentages and percentage chance you're going to win. Obviously, like you would say, 99.9999% against Duquesne, right? But then from there, it's fun to do the win percentage game, and I don't know that what I've seen in practice to this point, both strengths and weaknesses, skew something that was forty-eight percent into fifty-seven percent. I don't. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't see a fifty-fifty game that I now go, oh, that's sixty-forty us. I see a slight huh. turn. I feel well, and this is holding health constant. Which always is difficult always, to do, and, right. and you know you're going to get hurt somewhere. You just hope it's the right segment group. Jordan looks better. Offensive line still incomplete, but is better. Receivers are certainly better. 
the running back room we feel better about than we than we did before camp started. I mm-hmm. think they'll be able to replace Corbin okay. So the offense in general, yep, check. It's going to be better than it was last year. Defense, linebacker, absolutely shored up. Tatum Bethune does a good job of holding it down, and now you can rotate in a Lundy or a Deloach and whatever down you need them for. Mm-hmm. Jared Verse. Looks like he's got something for you. D yeah. D interior is going to be very yeah, good. Yeah, but but you're taking a step down off the edge. Whether whether Jared Verse has something for you or not, you're not better at defensive end than you were last year. I don't disagree if your argument is that we're a better team than we were a year ago. But if we're going to go from predicting seven and five to eight and four, or go from eight and four to nine and three, I don't know that that offensive line is appreciably better, and I don't know how much better Jordan Travis the passer is. I haven't seen enough to go, oh, well, that's world's better. Really? Okay. Uh, no. Right. He's always been able to make the throw down the sideline. He drops that into a bucket. He does it better than most. Is he appreciably better throwing the ball over the middle of the field on time in rhythm? I, I think know. I don't know these practices have revealed that. I, well, I think for me what they've revealed is we're appreciably better at getting open over the middle of the field for that him part, to deliver a throw, right, which right. is a big part of the equation. It, Who the hell was open over the middle last year? Well, we wouldn't have known because he wouldn't have found him. But I, 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 I agree with you. I agree with you on that, that, that I think they are more open more often. I don't disagree with that. I do think Micah Pittman's helping out an awful lot. I, that kid has surprised me. Not that he can play or I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was a bad pickup, but given how diminutive he is in terms of height, I thought there was no way he was going to win a bunch of these contested balls. We have too many in my mind when we brought him in, I'm like, man, we got another guy that's under 6 feet tall trying to win battles. Uh, that's a toughie. Tired of throwing to guys like this, but he wins them all, so it's very impressive. The important thing to remember, I think, is we're looking at the transfer portal, and they're going to try and dip in for another player. Yeah. Take your best available offensive lineman. Yes. I would rather take a badass guard and let's just okay, a second team yeah, all ACC you. guard versus right. uh, you know replacement level uh, group of five tackle because then you can slide Washington back to right. Mm-hmm. You create another mm-hmm. tackle by finding a guard, is what I'm saying. So. Uh, I, I hear this and yeah, I read and this also, a lot. Like, go get a tackle. Sure, if you can find well, one. I was going to say, the, the odds are that you're not going to find a high quality tackle that's out there that A, is, is A, out there and still available, and B, wants to come here. But if you find a guard in the mold of a Gibbons or something like that, yeah, yeah. and you have, and even if they're a project, because Gibbons wasn't a finished product when the season you started, know, he got better as the season went yes, along, he, he got in shape. But it, now it's Gibbons, Lyles, and transfer. And your tackles are Scott Washington or Scott Harris, with Washington being your swing player, your sixth man, or bless. Mm-hmm. That's that's a huge improvement. Yeah, that's the improvement I'm going to have to see to say, okay, I'm going to upgrade this from a loss to a win. I, I, like uh, whatever game we're talking about. Like if I have a game that I think is a loss, and and then now I'm going to turn it into a win. It's going to be because the offensive line got better somehow, either through practice and whatever we witness moving forward, or they brought in another body, which allows them to kind of uh, raise the floor, if you will. Okay, then then I might be willing to concede that. Um, as of right now, I don't know that I've seen enough of that. They still have enough problem areas. They're still not dynamic enough at wide receiver. I don't know that Jordan has taken a massive leap forward, uh, consistently throwing the ball in rhythm on time from the pocket. I don't know that that's happened. I know that he when he, when he has time, if we're running anything on the outside and it's one-on-one, he's going to hit it. 
He does a good job with that, but he already did. He already did. That's the throw he can make where you go, wow, that's a great throw. Not taking that away. It's the other stuff that I want to see him do that all quarterbacks have to be able to do, and that's part of his maturation process, that next step. And I'm rooting for that kid to do it because the the alternative is that you're going to get Tate Rodemaker killed. So you, you got to – you know he's he's going to be our quarterback because he ha- we have to have a quarterback that can move around and Tate's not a statue but he's not Jordan Travis so you know Jordan makes I said it yesterday but we were up against the break you know one of the reasons that Jordan is your quarterback even if let's say the passing drills are equal let's just say Tate has risen to a place where the passing drills are equal because I don't think that's that's not, not a stretch that's not a stretch at all yeah I think it's pretty accurate actually all right at the end of the day you're going to go. Again with Jordan because in one on one, if somebody comes, if some, if there's a jailbreak and somebody gets free, Jordan will always, as long as he can see him, Jordan will make that guy miss. And then also you're going to be in more one on ones because of the fear of his legs. So the way the scheme before that the snap is, is drawn is up is fundamentally different. That is correct. So yeah, yeah he has to be your guy. It's Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans, a mortgage company that is designed around speed, simplicity, and service. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. That's FSUHomeLoans.com. It's so frustrating. I know. I'm just lamenting something that none of, none of you care about, but I'm going to say it anyhow, get it off my chest. So I'm sitting here a moment ago getting frustrated with ESPN's uh, scoreboard, uh, PGA Tour scoreboard. Frustrated with ESPN? What? I, well, they the way they do their golf is crappy. But um, I was already on ESPN, so I was like, oh, well, let me just check and see who's doing what during the commercial break. And obviously, you guys know me, I may or may not be gambling on the Valero Texas Open. And uh, one of the guys that I suggested yesterday towards the end of the show, Siwoo Kim, um, I said, hey, if you want a long shot that I feel pretty good about this week to finish in the top 20, maybe take a look at Siwoo Kim. Siwoo posted up with a cool 69. Nice. Tied for 12th. Right off the bat, we're okay. in a good spot, On schedule. There we go, Siwoo. Happy with it. So then I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's take a look at who else do we have? And uh, it occurred to me, I was like, okay, well, I'm in a bunch of different pools, so which one is the one where I can win the most amount of money? Those are the guys I check on most frequently. So uh, right off the bat, I was like, oh, well, Gary Woodland. I've got Gary Woodland. How's he doing? He's been trending in the right direction lately. I go, I go, I'm searching. There's Gary Woodland, minus two in the clubhouse. All right, tied for 18th. There you go, Gary. We're off to a good start. I got two guys in the top 20 right off the bat. Now I'm a big dog. Got to go find my big dog, Abraham Answer, who I think could win the tournament. He would be my pick to do a one-off. And I, I'm like, where the hell is Answer? He's, surely he's teed off by now. Can't find him. About to curse ESPN. Abraham Answer just called it a day. Said peace. He withdrew? He withdrew. Oh, no. Right in between the boys. Just a running kick. Oh, no. So, I, it eliminates me from one of the pools immediately where I'm like, well, that's that. It doesn't matter how well Siwoo and anybody else I have does. I'm, I'm screwed. Uh, but then, then I thought, all right, well, all right, that's in my other league, Tom. We have a rule. 
You have to t- pick a fourth as an alternate. I never take it seriously. I did during the pandemic, but people were dropping like flies. You had guys who would uh, just withdraw at the last second, got COVID in the middle of a round, whatever it might be, right? We had that. So those days, I was taking it very seriously. I was looking at all of the alternates with the idea that I may end up having to use this guy. These days, I'm kind of like, oh, it's never going to happen. I don't have anything to worry about. So you know who I took as my alternate on a flyer because he's played the course well before many years ago? Ricky Fowler. Now, Ricky Fowler is now in my threesome. There's Ricky. And Ricky, as we know, has sucked for a long time. Ricky is even par. Not killing me. But, you know, that's probably where he's going to live. He's going to live right around there in the inconsequential range of uh, Adam Long and Martin Trainer. Just put an animation up on the, uh, on the screen of how it felt for you with Abraham Answer. <laughs> I love that GIF, by the way. It's it an all-time. Nori Aoki. And he is wearing that. And look at the instantaneous grimace as soon as that. Oh, that is a tough. That is a two-year-old's grimace. Oh. You know, just that is pure, raw pain. It is such a, it, all at once you'd say that's a great effort. On the other hand, you're like, man, what are you, you can't yeah. completely whiff. For the radio folks out there and the streamers who are not uh, viewing the proceedings, this is uh Kansas City's Nori Aoki, who is sliding in Toronto, foul territory, right field line. Hossler's it's a baseball. Watching closely, it's a baseball slide. They're feet first, yeah. And he and thinks he's going to catch the ball, and, and the ball catches his. That's correct. And it is something to behold. It's a three ball count right there. It is a something to behold. But alas, you're right. James Price picks will give me my uh, my money back. You guys will know as of um, maybe the end of the show today if I have a four power play winner come through on prize picks. What are you betting on? German field hockey? No, 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 no. If, <laughs> no, it's 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 this tournament. But answer is not part of the four, the group of four that I took, and they all four have to hit for me to win. It's a flyer, you know, obviously. Uh, it takes a minimal bet and turns it into a very lucrative um, day at the office if if I get it. But I was trending in the right direction. Will maybe in about twenty eight minutes? No, very excited. Towards- sure, it's not German field hockey. <laughs> the Dunkelwaffe Classic. <laughs> you would be worried about me officially at that point. No need to worry if you're trying to uh, find trustworthy gentlemen to help you through the process of. Uh, uh, a new mortgage and getting a loan for said new mortgage, just reach out to Chad and Shannon, the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. They make that process very simple. It's uh, speed, simplicity, great service. It's not intimidating. They'll take that opportunity to make it as easy as possible, educate you along the way, great rates, cutting-edge technology, transparent communication. Obviously, you want a five-star mortgage experience. You're going to get it with Hamilton Home Loans and the legendary team, Chad and Shan- Shannon at uh, Hamilton Home Loans. Get it together, Jeff. I was looking for the phone number. I want to make sure everybody knew how to reach them. 844-FSU-LOAN, 844-FSU-LOAN. Also, check them out, fsuhomeloans.com. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Sorry about that. Good song. Want to solve for the future, Tom? When gonna, don't we? When gonna, don't we? We're going to solve our uh, tackle situation. I think that's what we're going to do, right? Gonna, Ooh, all right. I like this topic. That's what we're going to do, buddy. We're going to solve for our future thanks to our friends at ISF. You want to do amazing things. We want to do amazing things. You've got big visions and goals for the future. So does Florida State football, we hope. And they're working hard, just like ISF, to uh, move the program forward. And in their case, move your agency forward. There are unique challenges when it comes to working uh, in in government operations. And uh, ISF certainly understands that. They've been helping clients solve the future for four decades. Four decades. Now, what's cool is that ISF is an IT and strategy firm, if you didn't know that. And for 40 years, they've certainly served the state government and business clients across the state of Florida, but also across the nation. There's ec- they're experts, government processes, which can be, you know, tricky. They've worked with government agencies across the country. They have unmatched expertise in developing strategies. They evaluate and uh, refine the process, and they implement technology solutions, make it, uh, you know what? Realistic, forward-thinking, faster, and more efficient. So uh, reach out to my friends at ISF today, isf.com. You can read more about all that they've done. They've got expertise, obviously, in process and technology and strategy. So uh, find out more, isf.com. Yeah, I do. I think that one thing the spring has revealed, Tom, without question, is they've got to go out and get another offensive lineman. I, I, they do one thing when spring ends, it would be to go out and get alignment, maybe two. If you can. Now, it's easier said than done. But remember, uh, Dylan Gibbons did fall into our lap, and he was a backup at Notre Dame, and everybody went, well, he never plays, da 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 Well, my thought at the time was if he got recruited to Notre Dame as an offensive lineman, which has a longstanding history of kicking ass on the offensive line, I bet you he's better than what we have. Turned out we were right. He was our best offensive lineman last year. Kind of angers me while simultaneously emboldens me in realizing they're out there. It can happen. Spring practices are happening all around the country right now. Somebody is very disappointed with their lot in life that somebody is ahead of them on the depth chart. And, you know, if it, if, if, if that somebody is playing at Notre Dame or Wisconsin or Texas A&M or any place that routinely produces high-quality offensive linemen and they want to get in the field right away, well, there's, there's probably an opening here. Yeah, to reiterate something from earlier in the hour, if you bring in a guard who can really play and would be a starter for you, then I'm okay with the tackle room being Robert Scott, Darius Washington, Bless Harris. You've got three options there that I think would be fine, especially if you suffer one injury. I think you could live with it. Obviously, Scott would hurt the most if he got hurt for whatever reason. But if you can find a tackle, great, because then Darius can just slide in, play right guard, and now you have the three tackles and you've got enough depth, Correct. I think, with some of the younger players who are, gonna, who are going to develop by the second or third week of fall camp, I think you'll have another option or two at guard beyond Darius Washington. And if Maury Smith could put on a little bit of weight, you'd feel really good about your situation in the interior of the offensive line. So I, I don't think it's simply find a tackle. Is it the best solution to find a tackle? Yes. But if you find a starter across the board on that offensive line, then you've got enough versatility with some of those players that are already on the two deep that the tackle position should be okay. Yes, and I would also tell you that um, Bless Harris, who I thought they brought in solely for depth, because just looking at him, I thought he had a ways to go, I now believe is going to likely be a starter, don't you? 
I think there's a real good shot. I think there's a real good if, shot. He's a starter. If Darius plays inside, then I think yeah. Bless is your starter. But I, I think the battle is between 76 and 58, but they're going to cross train so much that it, it'll be hard to tell until August. So the thing, the reason I brought it up to your point was that um, because I thought he was being brought in to be a backup, and the fact that I think he's going to start means that you weren't able to provide the depth that you thought you were going to be able to provide by having somebody rise to the occasion in house somebody in-house. who was already in right 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 so now you're gonna have to go outside of it and and go get that and it'll be very curious um to, to see if they do i think they will i don't know if solving the future thanks to our friends at isf involves um is there another is there another position where bringing in somebody is is absolutely critical to the success of this upcoming season? Because I do think it's critical they find another offensive lineman to bring in here. I do. I think if you could find an H-back, you wouldn't know it because you know we, we can live without it, but that offense would go to a whole new level. If you could bring in a bona fide H-back to play in this offense, that would fundamentally change what's possible. I do want to say that the Courtney kid is a, a good-looking prospect uh he really is when he flashes when we watch practice and it's kind of easy to flash from that position we don't really have anybody that yeah not a lot of depth no. for coverage that you're going head to head with no. yeah and so when you see him i mean at least three separate times i've been watching practice and thought oh who's that kid oh that's the that's the courtney kid okay like that's happened several times where somebody flashes somebody makes a play somebody looks athletic somebody there's a fluidity to their movements and you like it especially when it's coupled with the size of the player. You're kind of like, oh, that's a big guy who moves well. Oh, that's Courtney. Okay. So that's that's good. I can say for as harsh as I've been on that tight end room, and I am because it's just butt, um, when, when, when he plays, I, I perk up a little bit. Now, look, does that mean he makes a huge impact year one here in games? Probably not. Probably definitely not. Um, You'd be telegraphing that you're throwing to him because you, right now yeah, he's he too small to yeah, block it up yet. right now. Not yeah, yet. yeah, he'll get there though. He's got the body type to put on, and he's he's, he's and he played well. defense in high school as well. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not like he's afraid of contact. He's not no. somebody who has just been a slot receiver type his whole high school career. He played quarterback defense. I mean that that kid is not afraid. That's the room. While well, I'm talking him up, I can't help myself. That's the room where if you took a guy who is a college football uh, analyst, writer, somebody who's covered the game for a long period of time, maybe even played the game, whatever, you take that guy, he works for CBS, maybe he works for uh, you know Rivals, or maybe he works for On3, maybe he works for wherever he works, right? He's this guy, he's national, and he covers all of college football. And he knows that Ohio State looks one way, Alabama looks another way, those are the elite teams. And there's this group over here which is a lot of teams, right, that are just below that. And then they say to him, go to Tallahassee and tell me, just on the hoof, what do these guys look like to you? What are they going to be? Are they getting any better around here? And he comes to practice. The tight end room would be the very thing that he walked away and would say, they still have a ways to go. That room reveals where we are in our transition stage more than any other to me because – You've got a Cam McDonald who more than looks the part, but is what he is, just an average football player. No fault of his own. I like that kid. He's serviceable, but serviceable is not what we're looking for. We're looking for good, and he's not good. And then from there, you got nobody. But more than that, once you get past Courtney and Jackson West body type-wise, Marcus and Douglas looks like an offensive lineman. From there, it's kind of like, hmm. Guys that look like that can't be on your football team if you're good. That's what that room does to me. Right. Well, I know this is solving for the future, but 
you know, if you want to say from the optimistic side of it, you look at that room, that reminds me of where we were in the past in most segments. I look at the tight oh, end Oh, in room. most segments, yeah. You know, you look at most segments. It was and where say, we were, oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's how, how I feel about that room yeah, right now is how I it. felt about so many more rooms mm. last year this time in spring camp. I go, oh, God. That is a really good way to turn it around, buddy. I like that you did that. Um, that's why I work for the PR firm. That's why you <laughs> there's a headhunter. <laughs> well, I think it's a fair counterpoint to my, uh, you know, rather bleak assessment of the room. Which is it's like, only one room. That's it. That's yeah. the answer. Routinely, I look at that room and I'm just like, it's the it's you know. Let's say I have Rector's had a good camp though. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, but it's like if I've got it's like I have five kids and there's the kid that's just disappointed me and I just look out there and I'm like, mm, he's not going to figure it out, is he? That's the truth that a lot of parents have, right? But they'll never say aloud. Oh, can't. Yeah. yeah. Well, they love them. Right. Unconditionally, yeah. I'm still, you know, the garden and gold. I love you, but there's some kids in that room that shouldn't be here. They don't. They shouldn't be wearing the uniform. That's all I'm saying. Not, not if we're right. Not if we're right. Sounds like Coach Case Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy everybody's here, except for Ronnie. Yeah. Poor Ronnie's like, what? I just. <laughs> you don't belong in our uniform, Ronnie. <laughs> I just want to hear him say Wendell one more time. We'll come back, wrap it up. It's Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and WarChan TV. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Shingle replacement is never a good experience. And throw in solar panels; it can get the uh, pretty complicated and expensive. But uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna make the move and the transition, you want to make sure you've got experts and guys that are qualified to do it. T Spark, baby, they've uh, worked to uh, smooth out the process, made some uh, valuable suggestions to those that have made that decision to go solar panel. And uh, look. Last thing you want to do is to have to pay an additional ten grand plus to remove your newly installed panels because you find out that there's your roof wasn't in good enough condition to handle it. So he is qualified and uh, has gone through the proper training. You want that plus the safety training to boot. It's T Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction. Uh, if you would, Tom, I'll let everybody know it's time for uh, Probables. Brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services. Cue it up. It's time for. How you say with the pitching uh, probably? Boop, 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 boop. 
North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. Orioles, Pirates, Tyler Wells, Zach Thompson. That game's underway. Several of these are. Twins, Red Sox, Dylan Bundy, Michael Waka. You got Rays, Braves. Luis Patino and Kyler Murray. By the way, the Braves take on the Pittsburgh Pirates at Truist. June 11th. My birthday. I could be in Atlanta watching my Pirates get their head kicked in by the world champs if I wanted. Maybe. It's your favorite city in the world. I have a love-hate thing for Atlanta. You do. Sometimes you genuinely are okay with it. Yeah, I am. There are parts of Atlanta Orlando, like never. never. But Atlanta, never. yeah, sometimes. Yeah, there are parts of Atlanta I like a lot. There are... Uh, Lots of things to do in Atlanta, I'll tell you that. Yankees, Phillies, Jamison Tyon, Zach Eflin. Tigers, Blue Jays, Matt Manning, Alec Manoa. Royals, A's, Chris Bubik, Dalton Jeffries. Rockies, Giants, Chad Cool, former Pirate Chad Cool. He sucked in Pittsburgh, he'll suck in Colorado. Giants, Alex Wood. Dodgers, Rangers, Ryan Pepia. Taylor Hearn. <laughs> Padres D-backs, Blake Snell, Luke Weaver. No, Luke Weaver. Angels Brewers, Shohei Atani and Eric Lauer. Nats Mets, Eric Feedy and uh, Tuan Walker. We got the cards in the Marlins, Drew Verhagen. Verhagen. Trevor Rogers. White Sox Reds, Michael Kopech. Hunter Green, Guardians Mariners, Aaron Savelli, and uh, Chris Flexen. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Speaking of Alex Wood, James B. from the top rope with a uh, fantastic oh contribution to the gracious, cause. Oh, James. Hey, you know what? I love Whoa. me some, yeah, thanks, James. Love me some McAllen. I uh, may very well do that. May very well. When was the last time you sat down and sipped on a good scotch, Tom? Recently. Yeah. Recently. Uh, I, I'm trying to pinpoint exactly when. At CP, they had some at CP. Uh, residuals from a scotch tasting that they had one night. Yeah. And so I made sure to enjoy. It was a Talisker, which is always good. Talisker's great. I've got a, a really good bottle of Talisker at the house. Um, and and I, I recently got a Lafroig Select uh, that you and I okay. may, may have to okay. bring it on by is what I, you're saying. I, I won't turn it down. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on by. Thank you, James. That goes to the uh, Tree Removal Fund. Very much appreciate it. It is very much appreciated, James. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, so hockey wagers, how'd, they, how'd we fare? Uh, we didn't make a play last night uh, because Toronto was not playing. That's the only team that I'm... Kind of on right now. You got to so feel for them. If you if you want Toronto, either take team total over because they're scoring in bunches right now, okay. or, just, or just take them straight up to win it. It'll probably be expensive to do so, but uh, they've impressed the last week or week or so. Tomorrow's game has uh, tomorrow's Libations Friday edition of the Jeff Cameron Show will have uh, picks plays for the weekend, which includes the Final Four. So if you guys have been asking me about that, I got you covered for tomorrow. I've been waiting for some numbers to move around a little bit. We're starting to see some of that. So I was trying to get best value before I post that on College Sportsbook as well. Also, Tampa is playing some uh, shaky opponents 
tomorrow night and Saturday. Good. A couple of back-to-backs. It's time to start circling Tampa. The uh, effort they put out on Tuesday against Carolina, an exceptional team, I turned my head. Here we go. This is it. They're, I think they're starting to turn it on. Certain uh, books might have it. Well, I've seen it four to one. You might. I originally saw five to one. I think it's moved. But uh, every day at this time, I give you a couple baseball things to look at. Um, you know, mainly totals. But uh, Shohei Itani, if you believe he'll stay healthy, you can get him at five to one to win the AL MVP. So yeah, I, you should yeah, because yeah. the the DH rule also protects him. So if he pitches, he can stay in the game and hit. Yeah, I'm. Um, I, listen. There was no better player in baseball, and he did weird things that hasn't been seen since Ruth. So a few weird things about the rules. Number one, that universal DH came with an Otani rule that if you're a pitcher, so maybe the Mets will do it with DeGrom one day, but um, if you're a pitcher and you can mash like Shohei, you can stay in the game even when you're replaced on the hill. On the hill, you right. You still be the DH. The Ghost Runner came back for this year and this year only. What? The Ghost Runner in... The extras uh, for the regular season. Guy at second base. Guy at second base, yes. It came back? It did. It did. It was originally supposed to be no, and then they said yes for this year. Why? Because they believe that pitchers, uh, it took too long to get them started, and so they don't want long games to... Well, that means then they just make it a permanent rule, if that's what you believe. This year only is what... I mean, it may be. Maybe one of those things. I would never make that a permanent rule. The toll is going to go away on the toll road once it's paid for. It could be. (laughs) That's that's my famed example. And then, did you see next year, Jason Stark wrote an article on this today, that the balanced schedule is coming to end. That I'm in favor of, by the way. That is awesome. And it's quasi-balanced. Yeah. You still play more in your own division than any others, but you're dropping five games per team in your division and dispersing them throughout the it's rest of the slate. awesome because it is a much better way of deciphering you know, a team's strength or weakness and why they do or do not deserve to be in the playoffs. It's, it's great because we can compare apples to apples. All right. You know, I mean, otherwise you get slapped in a... You know, some years you saw a relative strength of schedule for uh, one team that was grossly different than that of another and you know they won 86 games but had they been in in whatever the west they won 109 now after that if you can just get to robot strike zones and umpires we're rolling because it needs to trickle down to college baseball that would be great these umps wouldn't know what to do they'd probably quit because they can't be the center of attention man the um the umpire in the other night it's not why the Noles lost i don't want anybody to think that that's what i'm saying it's not why they lost but man I just don't know how. How do you go? I, my, my question would be, do they go back and I, everybody should self-scout in any line of work that you're in. I mean, go back and listen to shows and hear where I screw up or add opportunities to inform or entertain or whatever. Uh, verbal crutches and the like, right? If you work wherever you work, there are things you should be doing, check marks, things that you know have to get done. Do umpires in college go back and look at their games and, and you know, or are they even aware that there are certain calls that are so absurdly bad as to have made the internet internet rounds? Like they became a focal point nationally because they called something that was eight inches up a strike. Like are they aware of that? Do they go back and go, Man, why did I do that? I I must have a blind spot. I gotta work at this. No, I think they go home and, and they sit down at the dinner table and their wife says, you, you got mentioned five times tonight, hon. You, you did great. I mean, great it's, just, it's just crazy to me, right? I mean, just go. Uh, if well, you went back and watched that called third strike on Terrell 
you would be ashamed of yourself. And there was one on, it was carry on, it was somebody in the later innings, it was a righty. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. And it's a curveball that's basically at its clavicle and on the inner half, and by the inner half I mean the chalk of the batter's box. Yeah, yeah. Ha! Backwards K. But that dude wanted to be a superstar. Yeah. He threw out a kid for stepping out of the box. I know. It's insane. It's insane. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on Alive Asians Friday.